Good evening and welcome back. I'm Coach Duke, he's Coach Simmons, and this is like the 24th or 25th episode of Process Preparation <laughs> and Performance. We're rocking this thing, JR. It's rolling. Listeners are coming in from all over. I'm getting text messages from people. I'm coaching my kids' youth baseball game last night. I come across a kid that I coached in high school and middle school, and he goes, Coach, you got a podcast? I'm like, yeah, man. So I'm like, I am promoting the podcast on the baseball field. It's it's going good. Baseball game didn't go real well, but we got to promote the podcast, which was really cool. But JR, big day about a week ago. I've been talking about something for about two and a yeah. half two and a half years. I'm very, very excited about this. I bought a Tesla. Yes, you did. I bought a Tesla. I uh I'm I'm a cheapskate. I opened up my textbook <laughs> and I bought this Tesla and my wife was like, yeah, go for it. And I get in the Tesla. Oh, the day after I bring it home and I'm playing or actually the day of, and I'm playing around with the driver settings. Right. So it has four, right. four modes of driving. You control everything. One is chill. Just relax and have fun. Number two is sport mode. Yep. The third mode is called ludicrous because I bought the performance package. I was like, if I'm spending this yep. much money, why not? Right. But there's a fourth mode. The fourth one is ludicrous plus. So you put the car in this mode and a disclaimer and a warning box shows <laughs> up and it says, Hey, listen, are you sure you want to do this? And then there's a yes or a no. And the no says, no, I want my mommy. Or the yes says bring it on. So I got my 12-year-old <laughs> shotgun. I got my 15-year-old in back. And they're like, ludicrous plus. Hit it. <laughs> Dude, I took off like a flipping jet, and I was never so excited. I was ecstatic. And it kind of made me forget about a lot of the other stuff that's going yeah. on with COVID and all this craziness because cases are spiking stuff is getting shut down. California just shut a bunch of stuff down. Michigan is asking them to reschedule football till the spring. Tennessee yep. has said football and fall sports are not going to start on time. And I, I have, I'm just looking for happiness anywhere I can get it. So <laughs> zero to 60 in 2.3 seconds. And I think it was more like yep. zero to 102 when I looked at the speedometer. So Man, it yeah, was a good time. I felt bad time. when you brought it by because I don't know what I contracted. It was something <laughs> where I've been down since Friday. So this ought to be interesting with me tonight because I'm all hopped up on probiotics and bananas right now. So this is going to be this is going to be fantastic. But you brought it over and I said, I, I can't go for a ride. And you took it around the block and I said, you're going to have to let me out. I'm going to throw up in the back of this thing. And that was in easy mode. That was so an easy. I got we to hear chilling. all the fun stuff from my wife, who got to experience the uh, the rocket ship mode and everything. But yeah, I've got a awesome. funny story for you here before we okay. get to our our guest that I'm all really right. excited about having. So during this COVID, I've decided I like British television documentaries for some reason, <laughs> and and you're going to get a kick out of this. And Coach Delano, you're going to you're going to probably get a kick out of this. So I don't know why. Uh, so I've been watching uh, like these things on British airports, these, all this type of stuff. And I, last night I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this. It's a documentary on the Bentley car company. Okay. And so I'm watching this and they actually have 
a front door manager to their dealership, you know, the kind of the world headquarters there. Right. And I see the guy walk out the door and I'm trying not to laugh because it's like midnight and Connie's sleeping and I'm up watching this stupid stuff. And, and he goes, I have to come out every morning and I have to check the height of the bushes and I have to check the height <laughs> of the trees. And I'm trying not to laugh at this. And I wake up this morning and I walk outside and I'm looking at the bushes. I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. So I go in, I get this tape measure and I'm out there measuring the size of the bushes just to make sure that they're somewhat close. I'm like this. And Connie's like, what are you doing? We have an appraiser coming Monday because we're refinancing the house, which you would think the queen of England is going to be the appraiser right now with the amount of crap I've done today, but it's okay. Uh, But yeah, I'm outside doing that. So you got a Tesla. Welcome to the electric car revolution. And I'm outside measuring the height of my bushes for crying out loud. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Well, to to say JR is excited about this episode is an understatement because when I emailed Coach Delano and said, hey, man, we got got time. Can we get this done? He emailed back with, I'm super excited. Let's roll. And a little backstory, we actually reached out to him to talk some X's and O's, you know, a month, six weeks or so ago. And just had a great time. I think we had to stop the conversation because like I had to go to work or something. Otherwise, we could have kept talking all day. But JR, you're super pumped. Intro our speaker tonight. Give us a little background. And then let's just rapid fire these questions, man, and have a good time. I tell you, it, it's amazing the people we've met just along the way of this COVID uh, kind of shutdown here. And we talked to Coach Delano. And I think we talked to him about option was the initial conversation. We got off into talking about Jersey and play Gloria for the blues and and all this type of stuff. And I remember telling you, Hey, we have got to get this guy on the podcast because we would have an absolute blast talking to him. And so we're super excited. I'm super excited because I know this is going to be a really fun conversation and coach has been at Haddonfield high school in New Jersey. This is going to be year number, I believe, 19 as the head coach. He's been the head Crazy. coach for 18 years. Crazy. Uh, been there 23 years, which I just can't even fathom being in one place for 23 years, much less, you know, being the head coach for now 19. The bio that he sent us, it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable accomplishments in New Jersey. And coach, we're excited to have you. Welcome to the podcast. I'm fired up. This is anytime we get a chance to talk ball, talk about the St. Louis Blues. You were wearing the shirt, so we had to bring it yep. up, right? So you're welcome for the cup. You know, a little Philly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is great. I'm really excited and talk about how the beauty of our game, right? Beauty of our game. All of a sudden, you know, you send a text and email about let's talk some option and we're kind of a high we're not really much option it's all power read type things and sure we'll talk some x and o's but now all of a sudden a friendship boils out of it that's what the beautiful thing about i think our game and people will say it's just the game they don't get it they don't understand it but thanks for having me i am fired up about this too and i don't know if you got enough tape and how long your zoom meeting is. <laughs> but, uh, we can talk we'll talk all night and yes you're right you had to do something it was a saturday morning and you're like we go we gotta go but nah, all good. Thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was such a fun conversation. And, you know, I did some research here 
because I sent a couple questions that, that you got kind of excited about. And Bill goes, I don't even know what one of these things is. You oh, my goodness. Here it comes. I love it. And so I'm going to start off right off the bat because I've heard that there's a cult following of this place. They sell T-shirts. What in the heck is Wawa? Wawa. All right. See, this is it's mind-blowing. It's, it's kind of like if I said to you right now, like, what are the mummers? You would also say what? What the heck is a mummer, right? Yeah. And everyone, right. It's, go right. back to when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and Jason Kelsey, right? Remember that little that speech that he made on the Art Museum steps? Probably like, no, I don't care. I don't like the Eagles. Which that's fine. I'm a Chiefs fan. I was a big fan of, of Andy of Coach Reed this year, but right, it's just like the mummers. But it's funny how things are just, you know, geographical. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think there was a big argument actually between Royal Farms and Wawa. Do you know what a Royal Farms is? Okay. All right. Look at it as this big store <laughs> where you can go get, you can get food, you can get cheesesteaks, you can get mac and cheese, you can get everything. Little kiosk, go in and, and punch it in. You can get anything you want. Okay. My, my seven-year-old loves the milkshakes. My my 11-year-old, 12-year-old loves the smoothies, right? My That's my father-in-law's go-to for coffee every morning. So you can get anything you want. Anything you want there from a food standpoint, snack, stuffed cheddar pretzels to you name it, to to uh, meatball sandwiches. You can also get your gas there. It's, it's sort of like these big giant convenience stores. I think, you know, going left, going west a little bit, like there was these quick checks. I think, you know, there were some things like that. I saw that in certain places, but I've been traveling a little bit. But uh, that's really what it is. It's like a glorified convenience store that sells hoagie sub sandwiches. For lack of better terms, it's a convenience store on steroids, right? And, and you go get some, <laughs> go get gas, go fill up and have yourself a pretty good smoothie milkshake. And, you know, I truly think it means Canadian geese, if I'm not mistaken. That's why there's a bird that's their, their emblem on, on the Wawa, I believe. You can look, look me up on that on that later. But and then go back quickly. Mummers are those costumes and these people do it on New Year's Day down Broad Street. They march and there's a mummer strut. It's situational New Year's Day bucket list. Then he missed too much football, so I get it. <laughs> Man, right? That was <laughs> we we got it. We had a guy from Canada on the on the podcast. I'm guy from Canada. We had, yeah, we had a guy from Canada on the podcast. So I'm going to reach out to him as soon as this is over and ask him about Wawa and Mummers and Mummers and geese and. Oh, I'm sending you pictures when this thing's over of mummers. I'm sending you mummers struts. It's and I'll even probably send you guys something from Wawa, whatever we can get out there. <laughs> I'll get you a shirt. I'll get you a shirt. That's but, awesome. But there was we'll a fun, but from my, to my understanding, like, there was this gentleman's agreement. Like Wawa wasn't going south of say Maryland, and Royal Farms wasn't coming up. Royal Farms says like they're this, the home of the best fried chicken. You know, best and it's pretty good. <laughs> Well, Wawa started going down south. While uh -oh. Royal Farms is like, it's on. Uh -oh. So it's now on. it's like Wawa's and Royal Farms all over the place here. And there's a big convenience store uh -oh. steroids fight in our area now. It's crazy. Okay. It's crazy. This is fantastic. There's going to be some people on here going, where do you guys come up with this crap? Oh, yeah. It's, 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 awesome. is, it's even is, true. How about that? It's 100% true. I could just tell by the conviction in your voice and watching you speak that it's 100% true and i'm i'm just imagining my imagination is going crazy about what they're doing to sabotage each other and what's happening oh this has got to be great well, Wawa I, doesn't I, have the true fried chicken like royal farms does okay they don't oh no yeah but 
regardless. You, if you have breakfast, lunch, dinner, Wawa never closes. So, hey, three o'clock in the morning, you got that midnight craving? Hey, go have at it. Go have at it. The next talk, when you're going to bring me back, we're going to talk about cheesesteaks in Philly, too. There you go. We could do what that. What kind of cheese do you like? Do you like American cheese whiz with onions without it? There's, we could do that taste test, too. JR, right now, all I see is a guy, a worker from Royal Farms, walking through Wawa, eating his, his own fried chicken, and being like, hey, look what we got. You know, just, just to you know, rub it in a see, little bit. See, to me, you know, I could stay on this topic all night, which is going to drive Let's everybody go. crazy. But... To me, how is this different than Walmart? Oh uh, well, all right. You can't you can't get all your clothes there. Okay. Walmart. You can get clothes. Okay. Well, okay. yeah, no, no, no. It's not. Yeah, Walmart is clothes. Walmart is cologne. You know, whatever it is, like health and beauty <laughs> section. You name it, right? You know, I could go get my hair gelled. No, I'm just kidding. But you know, at Walmart, you can't get that at Wawa. Wawa is strictly food, right? And if you if you're in a jam, you need you need a gift card. You forgot something for your wife. Or There's plenty of plenty of gift cards there. You're you're in good shape. So again, it's your go. It's your get out of jail free card too. A lot. You know, it's teacher gifts. Oh, oh. Christmas time. Oh, I got I got to get a Wawa T-shirt, Jr. We're going to Wawa. We got to go to we, Wawa. We do this we gotta, tour of yeah. podcast guests, and we go see everybody. And size when we get off, and it's all right. coming. All right, we all right. We're get, we're gonna do it. Okay. I'm, I'm going to redirect to try and get back to some football, JR. Although I'm not really sure I want to. I, we'll come back to it. Uh, I am fascinated by something. Four years as an assistant, 18 years as the head coach, the Haddonfield Bulldogs, you have been wildly successful. It's crazy. You must be doing something right because you're at the same school 23 years. JR doesn't like going anywhere for about eight minutes. He can't. After eight <laughs> minutes, he's like, I don't want to be around you guys anymore. So, but I, I found you looking on a national clinic kind of registry of guys who are going to speak places. So you're at the Manning Passing Academy. You're speaking nationally. Coach, that is amazing right? That is crazy, awesome stuff. You've, you've done all these things. What does it mean to you to be able to give back like that to go and coach and even to answer some crazy dude's email from Missouri to talk about option football and give away a Saturday? It's totally awesome. Tell me a little bit about what that means to you to be able to go and do all this stuff. Uh, first of all, it's humbling. And means there's a, you had a lot of great people around you, first and foremost. Um, when you talk about the clinic circuit, and this is where I kind of struggle, because when you start talking about individual success, it's a direct need to, direct connection and correlation to the mass, to the to the we, to not to the I. It's it's to the people around you. And uh, one of you said it on one of your other podcasts. And yes, I'm one of the two thousand people that have listened to you, and you know and it's one of those things where someone, one of you two said, and I'm not exactly sure which one, but you coach to, to be significant, yeah. right? Not to be, be successful, right? right? Yeah. And when you, people and yeah. coaches reach out, at, listen, I, I didn't act like I didn't have all the answers. I still don't. Like you and we started talking that one day 
about something. And then I was like, tell me about what you guys got. Going. And you sent me that play, which, right. you know, by a four by one look, and we're going to sneak that dude up the seam. And, you right. know, so it's one of those things that I, I didn't know much, you know, as going into this whole thing. Right. When I was at, at, at 25 years old interviewing to be head coach, I, you know, when you're a kid, you know, all the answers. Correct. Right. right. Just ask, right. Ask our own kids. Right. They have all the answers to everything. Our personal kids. Right. It's you have to me. There's one thing I did know that you had to lose the eye. It was weak. And that kind of drives me a little bit insane when I hear people with my team, my linebacker, my this, my. No, it, it's ours. And right. And I think it's probably going to be something that we'll kind of dive into a little bit later when we start talking about what is culture. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and what is that and kind of developing that culture. But and I'll circle back to that when, when we kind of get to that point. But it is, you know, I never, ever, ever thought I'd be asked as a high school coach to now speak in, I don't know, 20 some different cities across the country to have the opportunity to have friends like you now in Missouri, to have another coach we talked about when I, we got on that that meeting that one time. I was like, yo, how's my, how's my man, you know, from yeah. uh, Latrobe, um, Coach Holt. And you guys were like, oh, I know Coach Holt, you know, and things yeah. like And to a guy like Coach Matheson out in Seattle, all these great people that you're blessed enough to have an opportunity to talk with. And, be, and for me, it's about relationships. Everything is about relationships in our game, with our kids, with our coaches, with our community, you name it. It's about building relationships. And that's where I think years ago, guys, and if I'm rambling, just stop me, say, coach, stop. You know, I'm you know, but Years ago, when I had that opportunity to go to my first coach's clinic, it was at the BWI airport in Baltimore, and I was so fired up. I was excited. I'm like, oh, my gosh, our head, our head coach, like, right, we're going to go down to this clinic. I had no idea what a clinic was. I was like, yeah, well, we're going to a clinic, right? No idea what I was what I was doing, how to look up what is this that I'm going to, right? But all I knew was I was going to hear the Washington Redskins defensive back coach speak. And I looked, and I said, uh, you know, I was fired up, you know, I was that guy first row, had my notebook out and sitting down, talked about on his white, you know, kind of circled his video. He goes, hey, what, you know, is it, we lock up Daryl on the backside here and play 14 different types of coverages, the three by one to the three man side of this. Well, you guys are starting to chuckle already. Daryl Green's yeah. busy on a Friday night. He's busy, right? right. So he can't come to Haddonfield High School. So I always said to myself, if we were fortunate, and if I, I was ever in that shoe, in my in those shoes, God, I was going to hope that one person got something, and it's not going to be that clinic jargon, and it's going to be real, it's going to be authentic, it's going to be guys, hey, we're learning, this is what we do, you know, this isn't ideal, and it had to be real, and we we're making connections, and I think you asked this at a, at a pro, such an appropriate time where there's a coach, Coach Eisenetti, if he's listening, gosh, I hope so, sent me one of the greatest emails ever. Uh, two weeks ago about kind of a life change that he had after sitting in a session. And it was one of those, Hey, he had this one career going and realized he had to redirect it. And my gosh, I hope, I hope he made a good choice. Gosh, I do. I'm like, now I was waiting for, I'm broke. I don't like you. And I'm going to find your house in Jersey. No, but it was just, honestly, it's about those relationships and it's about connections. And when you ask, what does it mean to me to be able to get that honor to speak at those places and to be able to go to the Manning camp and then, gosh, it, it just, you seem blessed. And it's about relationships within this game. 
in this game. It, it, it's a it's a tremendous tremendous game that we all love, and we, and we spend a lot of time dedicating to it. And it's you know something we don't take for granted. When you brought up the working at the Manning passing camp when we were off air just before we went on here, yeah. you know, I said this is going to be something we definitely want to talk about because nobody that we have had on here has even referenced, you know, being at it, seeing it, whatever. And you've actually coached at it. Before we get to that, though, so I looked up as well, all these famous people from New Jersey. I mean, you got Joe Pesci, you've got Frankie Valley, you've got Frank Sinatra, you have the captain, Derek Jeter, you got Jack Nicholson. I'm like, okay, Jersey, that, that's a place. That's where you want to be. But then I didn't realize there's some sort of distinction here between if you're from North Jersey or you're from South Jersey. So from somebody out here in the Midwest in the middle of BFE, you know, we got the Capitol building, but, you know, that's about all we got around here. We get a nice river. What is the difference uh, between North Jersey and South Jersey? What's the rivalry going on here? No, no doubt about it. It, it is Rutgers and above and Rutgers and below. And it's just the way it's kind of been, right? That's Rutgers is, is central Jersey, right in the middle, right in the middle of it. You know, every, a lot of people knew. And first of all, I think you brought up every Italian guy in New Jersey, right? You, you know, you're like, oh, Sinatra, this guy. Every, every, right? So I see what you did there. <laughs> anyway, well, but New, Jer- New Jersey is a unique thing. It's a, a unique place. And sometimes it should be almost treated like North Dakota and South Dakota. Although we're trying like heck it. And, you know, Cociano's back and we're trying to, you know, make it unify the state. But it's kind of the way it is. It's kind of truly been Rutgers and above, and, and above North. And Rutgers and below South, so it was like you're a Giants fan or an Eagles fan. Okay. So it's Giants, Jets. If you're above Eagles, Eagles fan, you know, in, in South Jersey, and then you're talking about Yankees, and we're for the most part all the four Philly teams. Because I'm 10 minutes from Philadelphia. Right. Right. I I am someone a good nine iron from Philly, not mine. <laughs> someone else's who can actually play golf, but we can get there in 10 minutes. In fact. You know, I know you quick little 30 second hand. It was right Christmas break, right, winter break. You know, we, my son and I grabbed tickets to a Sixers game at 730 for an eight o'clock tip. We were in our seats before introduction started. Like, that's how close we are. Wow. That's just the reality of it. So, but it is, it's truly, it, it's just that unwritten rule where you got the Giants and, the, and then the Yankees, Mets, and then it's the Phillies, Eagles, and it's kind of where it separates. There's no doubt, but it should be North Dakota and South Dakota, quite frankly. And it's just, just the way it is. It's crazy. It's odd. So it's with, odd. with being that close to Philly, have you ever ran up the steps and pretended you were Rocky? Heck yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, baby. And we took our kids there. When, 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 he, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, we knew that's where the parade was going to be. And we went like a couple nights before. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. You have to, and you have to do the old yo, Adrian, and, you know, the whole thing. It, yeah. Fit the stereotype. Yes. Bingo. You got it already. <laughs> no doubt. It, it no doubt. seems perfectly logical to me, Jer. I mean, I'm Italian. I'd be doing it. It wouldn't be even be a question. Like, you'd get off the air. I'd get out of the airport. I'd tell the Uber guy to take me right there, and I would just start running up the steps. And, That's and all I would do. I mean, you'd see people from all over the globe doing it. Really? It's not, sure. Oh, absolutely. It's not just a regionalized thing. Like, anyone, you know, like, my what Rocky came out, I think, in 1976. Yeah. Right. I think that was the first the first Rocky to came out. And recently we my wife and I, we made our 
seven-year-old and 12-year-old, we made Matthew and Lauren sit and watch the original Rocky. They were looking like, there's got to be something else. This right. is the legend of this. <laughs> like, it gets better. It gets better. Hulk Hogan's yeah. in <laughs> Right. You know, everyone yeah. knows the Hulkster. But, uh, no, it is. It, it, it's a really unique thing when everyone goes, like, especially when the world is different now, when everyone's not you know, trapped in our house, scared, you know, right. with good reason. And I know you made reference of, hey, you want the world to be normal, you know, right now. And you're looking for something good. But that's a place that is busy with traffic from all over the place, wow. all countries, people speaking different languages. You're like, whoa, you know, you know Rocky, Rocky, okay. Rocky, let me take your picture. It's fun. That's awesome. <laughs> that, that, oh, it's, that's incredible. I, I really want to, I want, I've been in New Jersey once, so I'm going to diverge. I'm going to tell a little story. I'm going to a guy I know in medical school. I'm going to his wedding. All right. Asked for some help. Like, where should I fly into? Here's where the wedding is, all that stuff. Him and I were really tight in med school. Um, my wife and I go there. We fly into Elizabeth, New Jersey. Okay. Now, JR, I'm going to tell you that where we went from there was someplace that I don't want to go again. I mean, just like the, the travel agent who helped us, who was a family friend, she's like, oh, go here, go here. You'll be right there. You'll take this over to here. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. So we go into there, right? And JR, this is no lie. The hotel we go to has bars on the windows. <laughs> We're on the main floor. And I go to check in and you're checking in and the person checking you in, there's bars on that window. You put your stuff through, they spin it around, give you your key, give your stuff back to you. Right. And I'm like, holy bejesus, where am I? I had just gotten married and my wife, lovely lady, tough as nails, redhead, lover to death. She looks at me and she goes, Nope. It's staying here. In here. (laughs) (laughs) So, So I was like, I think we made it to the room, opened the door. She went in, did one of these. We're out. And I was like, well, I really did just get married. Did I don't want this in. thing that- next to the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get that far in the room, JR. I don't even think I crossed the threshold. So I've been into Elizabeth, New Jersey. And if I had my wife come in here from the other room, she'd be like, we're never going back there. Like it would instant, she would remember it. But I really got to get to where you're at, Coach. I I got to get up there. I want to see, I want to see what bulldog football is all about. I want to see what's going on, and that's going to lead me into this next question that I'm dying to know. It's part of our script. I get it, and it's going to go wherever it goes. But you're somewhere for 23 years, and 24 going on. You've done a lot of different things there, not just football. You've obviously created some kind of culture in that building, in that community. It's funny you mentioned community because right before you said it, I, I wrote it on my desk, wherever this is, right here. I wrote it down. And because that's what struck me, you know, it, it's about relationships. It's about that community. You're 25. You're going in there to get the job. You have one idea of culture. You're there now 23 years. What shape has it taken over that time? Correct. Um, 23 years 
uh, something, right? You got, I, I, you got to make sure you're kind of saying reinventing your, ourselves, making sure that the program is always the first and foremost. What are we trying to accomplish? Well, can you go into this, this interview at 25? You have no idea. You have no idea. You're trying to convince this panel, this board of ed, you everyone that, that you're the right guy. And where we talk about relationships, I'm going to steal kind of a, a, a PJ Fleckism when you talk about culture. What is it? It's connecting people, right? How do we connect people? And when I say connect people, I mean all people, not just those 70 some guys that are in our program. Amen. And that's, you know, that's a probably a three hour conversation that we can kind of talk about with connecting people. How do I make, how do we make right? That, that you know, seven-year-old kid want to be a future bulldog. How do we go in to our bar, the local barbershop and make him feel a part of our program? How do we make sure our teachers feel a part of our program? The mayor feel part of our program. How do we connect past, present, and future? Whether you played football or you not, you didn't. How do we do that, right? How do we make sure that we're including, you know, all the council people at our banquets and things of that nature. What are we doing to kind of build those bridges to where it is an important thing. It is an event, right? Going to a football game is a big deal. When you walk in somewhere and it's, Hey Frank, how are you coach? How are you? What do you, you know, but flip side, Hey, no, your son got married. You know, how'd that go? You know, where it's, it's a two way conversation and building relationships and building that sense of culture in that community. And I think that was the number one thing that I think, we need it to do. Uh, again, you, you're hearing the reference of we, because again, it's not just my program. We wanted our, our mayor to feel like this was part of her program. We want everyone to feel that sense of belonging to this whole, this whole thing. And from a football standpoint, you know, one of the things that, that we kind of did right out of the gate, and uh, this is where like when I, I get a chance to do this on the Glacier circuit and talk about you know, a building continuity and things like that, because obviously the youth program, you know, I think is really huge in tying in a circle of success. It's the same success in terms of winning on a field. And we can talk about that in a second, if you guys would like to jump into that. But this part of it from our own day-to-day operations of our program, and I know yet only four years, but I also sat at banquets, you know, four years in college, I sat at banquets four years in, in high school, and you heard, you got the banquets and you heard about what five guys, the most valuable lineman, most valuable back, most valuable team MVP, most defensive MVP. Well, what are we doing? Right. We're trying to talk, preach team, 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 team. Yet we go to a banquet and we hear about five guys. We hear about the MVPs. And, and you know, everybody in that room, right? Everybody in that room knows who scored the most touchdowns, knows who's going to play division one football. They all know it. In fact, they're all tired of hearing about it. And if we are sitting here preaching team and team and everybody's got a value, what about that guy whose contributions are Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday that nobody sees because he's the scout team guy and he's not good enough to play on Friday night. How's that kid being honored at a banquet? And you're sitting there going, well, what's a banquet of anything? Because again, it's not about the MVP. It's about yeah. connecting what? People. people, all people. It's about connecting our, our 15 guard, who we know is a bucks 45, will not see the field unless he gains 40 pounds right, of strength and muscle, and he won't be able to get himself on the field. But he's still a valued member to our team. So for us, right away, it was how are we going to change 
what the banquet looks like. The banquet, how's it going to look like? Is And we wanted to make this a college-type banquet. Some people are like, what are you, why? It's not a college. Some kids aren't going to get that ability to play college football. Right. And we right. want them to understand that we just practiced 82 times and played 10, 11, 12, if we're lucky, games. You know, just, well, what was that for? Well, it's for lifelong relationships, and hopefully it's the best time of your life, but that right. sense of belonging and making sure that we are representing you know, that, that H on our helmets. And I, we it's kind of usually the first pregame speech of the year about who you're playing for. You're playing for him, 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 you know, your families, your father, you know, your, your mothers, your aunts, your uncles, whoever, either who may have picked in a blog, whether they were a football player or not, who cares, or you could be possibly starting your own tradition and legacy. So you're connecting people maybe from 25 years from now or 20 years from now when they get married and start having kids. So for us, it was that banquet, Making that a big time deal because some kids aren't going to get that ability. Like your son, we were talking about getting recruited is going to have the opportunity, you know, Coach Duke to, to play at, a, right. at the next level. He's going to get that opportunity right. all likelihood. But how many kids on that team aren't? Well, right. So, you know, so freshmen, we honor them just by class, sophomore, we honor them by class. The juniors get jackets. It's not one that you can buy at our at our at our tent. You know not what I mean? Not a Wawa. Yeah, not a Wawa. Correct at a Wawa, no doubt about it, right? Maybe Royal Farms, so maybe Royal <laughs> Farms. Uh, and then our seniors get their jerseys framed, and you know they get action shots and things like. And it's a big deal for them. Cool. So again, for us, it, it just to me, it's how do we connect people and yet sustain the program by kind of building up our kind of our youth program. Your school, I looked at some pictures of it. It to me, that place is beautiful. You know, it's just got that feel of, of, of what you would imagine of a school out east that's got tradition, that's got history. And everything I look at from terms of athletics there, every event is just packed. And it just seems like your school culture and, and everything that you guys have going on, it, it's such a positive place to be. Coach, thanks for saying it. it's we, We're pretty lucky. And we're lucky from the standpoint that community – is completely bought in to Haddonfield Athletics. There's no doubt. Friday nights are, you know, it's the year right. It's the old, think of like an Ivy type school set. And you go back and you look, there's one, everyone sits on one side. We mm -hmm. have an announcer. Like our football started at Haddonfield in 1893, right? Like, so it, yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's a, it's a deep tradition of football, right? And I think the announcer, Mr. Parsons, I think may have been there since 1895. No, he's like, I love the man. He's the master of the will. But if you think about the old type of throwback, you know, kind of like the, 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 you can just think of like the hat that will wear and maybe the scarf and the whole deal like that. But it's, it is a, a very neat place that supports all, all of athletics. Interesting kind of fact that we do at something called the All Sports Award at, in our Colonial Conference. Right is and what it is, it's like a big golf game. So all the common sports, where in basketball, if you finish second, you get a two. In wrestling, you finish three, you get a three. You know, girls soccer, you get you finish one, you get a one. So it becomes a golf game, right? Low score wins. We have won the all sports award since 1979. Oh my goodness! Mm -hmm. Oh my, oh my God. goodness! It, it's wild. Now is that the 95 team? super conference thing I read about. All right. Now football about four, five years ago. Now we, because 
people were looking for schedule relief, right? Okay. And our, so they we joined this. There's this not it's West Jersey Football League, which is a 95 team kind of super conference. And so us now we're not really from a football standpoint in the Colonial Conference. We're in okay. the West Jersey Football League. Yet everybody else, all other sports, still remain in that Colonial Conference because you know they're talking about smaller schools that needed schedule relief. If not, their numbers were going to go down. And you know, so I guess from that standpoint, you know, it made sense. I know there were some many schools of thought on it that hey, we shouldn't do this. You know, I know there was a time when we took over where we were getting pasted by fifty. You know, and and that mm-hmm. that, that wasn't even an opportunity or a thought. And again, we're not sitting there patting ourselves on the back, but that wasn't even a thought of let's get out. It was, yeah. how do we continue to try to get better clinic coach, talk about, talk to people, pick great minds, and more importantly, coach our kids up and get them right. You know, and that's, you know, so, but again, yeah, that's kind of that 95 team super conference is what football competes in. Yet our school still maintains that tradition of the colonial conference, which wow. I think was established in 1945, I want to say. You know, so it's, it's been there a long time. Who's the rival? Like, who's, who's the school? Yeah, us and we play a team called West Stafford, who extremely good football team. And we and tradition usually has it where we play twice, once in a regular season, and we find our way to play each other in, in a playoff somewhere. And kind of, you know, the beginning part of it, hey, let's call it what it is, right? There's no legend uh, of me. I don't make up stories. Beginning, they were taking it to us. There's no doubt. And we knew that's what we had to catch. You know, they're a wing T team. They were a true 50 front Brandon wing T better than any team that, that we would ever see, you know, and they were just methodical, well-coached, big, strong, everything that you wanted in, in your teams, quite frankly. Then when we started catching them, you know, in about 2008, I would say, when, well, 2008 was when we finally got them and we finally beat them. And then after that, it was kind of whoever won in the regular season. It was like, ah. Because you know, in the playoffs, it was the other way around. They were coming. Yeah, you know, it was, were it was coming. usually that's kind of the way it played out. You know, it was very, very. But yeah, no, that's it. That's been a big one. Yet our Thanksgiving Day, I don't call it a rival. I call it a tradition. We've been playing that one since 1902, on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's wild. You sit there and you you look at people in the stands, and I see again. You talk about relationships and people. I there's nothing more satisfying on Thanksgiving Day when you look in the stands and you'll see a gentleman who's in his eighties, you know, sitting in either Haddonfield or Haddon Heights jacket, you know, just sitting there right. with his eyes or, you know, a guy comes for the first time back to our place. Can I see the, this place is beautiful. You know, like right. it's, it's really cool. It's really neat. You know, and my first year as our head coach in 2002, it was the hundredth anniversary of the game. It wasn't the hundredth game because we missed the few for war actually. Where right. we're in, world war ii there was one that was missed but um so they did a parade of decades you know like the 10s oh nice 20s the third wow and it was cool because like obviously the 10s i think there was one person still there like it was awesome and then but then at the end there was both teams bands cheerleaders you know players pet and then to present day it was so so cool even the fact where our end zone was painted red and black theirs was garnet and gold like it was the Tennessee checkerboard and sure. our school their colors in the end zone too. Like again, to me, it's a tradition, not necessarily a rivalry, you know, at least we don't view it that way. You know, I don't got to ask yeah. them on that one, but it's a, it's, it's a cool, that's a pretty cool deal. Cool. People don't, people don't get it, man. 
football is not X's and O's. It's absolutely community. It's absolutely relationships. And I've told this to a number of people. Football has given me way more than I've ever, ever given it. And there are people that have forgotten more about this game than I will probably ever, ever know. Correct. So when it comes to people tell me this team's sport or that team's sport, for me, we can argue it all we want. There is no other team sport above football for me. But other people have their deal, and that's cool because they have the same kind of traditions. They have the same kind of things that go through it. Yeah. But it, you know, it really is that way. You're, you're so right. And then you even look at it from a personal standpoint at our own home lives. Right. And, you know, shoot, when you talk about connecting people and connecting, we better make sure we're connecting our own personal families to it. Because, again, all the time that we're spending to this thing, if listen, I don't have the right wife at home, I don't have the right kids, you know, the kids that accept it and feel this isn't going to work. But then you talk about, hey, we're planning things around football because why it's just it's an understanding. Think about who the people you go to when times are tough. Right. Probably your teammates somewhere yeah. along the line. You were teammates, yeah, that, right? that dude. Who's the best yeah, man at my wedding? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who are the who are the guys? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just the reality of it. And, and yeah. I, you know, that, that's another conversation for probably another day. But football, to me, is not isn't it's it doesn't necessarily define you, but man, does it shape you? Does it give you a little bit of you know? Uh, uh, what do you do in a time like this? Well, what do you do? You dust yourself off. You find a way. You can throw it. Why? Yeah, absolutely. That's all we know how to do. You know, and, and we're just lucky. We're lucky to be a part of this game. And it's, again, it's our game. And we right. always tell our guys that we got right. to leave it better than what we found. Right? Always remember who you are, where you come from, and who yeah. are you around. Yeah. Right? Because at the end of the day, you know, there's going to be some three guys, two guys doing a podcast. But the next coach at Highfield High School 50 years from now going, <laughs> what do you think about this game? Right? And yeah. hopefully they're saying and smiling with fond memories like, like the three of us are right now. Yeah. I say that all the time, leave it better than you found it. And we talk about all this, all the relationships and all things have done for us, but yet the numbers of people playing football in this country seem to be, they seem to be on the downward trend. And I, and I don't understand it. I know when parents ask me all the time, because I'm a physician, parents ask me, or is it okay? And I'm like, listen, first of all, I let my kids own play my own kids play. And I'm maybe I'm a little biased because I love the game and stuff, but it's really never been safer than it ever was because of the awareness, because of the equipment we have, because of things getting spread out. Football's not fought in a phone booth every, every Friday or Saturday anymore. Things are spread out a little bit. We're letting people have fun and, and reducing injuries. So why are those numbers going down coach? And are you seeing that in Jersey? Uh, in some schools, in some okay. schools, yes. Uh, ours is steady right now at about 78 kids, freshmen to seniors. And that's pretty big for our size school. You know, we're a group two school, one being small, five being the biggest in New Jersey. So okay. again, for us, that, that's solid. That's really good. Um, so how many kids do you have in your school? Uh, just about 740, you know, so right. a, little, a little over 700. Okay. Uh, and that's freshmen, freshmen through senior. Okay. And so it's, so to answer your question, why do I think, I just think there's a lot of, unfortunately, negative stuff that people are reading, you know, and they're, you know, then all of a sudden the movie came out about, what was it, the con- concussion movie, and oh my gosh, kids will never play. Well, you got to think about the times, how different they are. When the, the three of us played, 
it's nowhere near the same return to play protocol, the safety equipment, the helmets. Remember the helmets? Oh my gosh, those rubber rings that were in our helmets. If you had those, if you know, you the air helmets with the yeah. rings, you're like, you know, and how yeah. many times did we get our bell rung, you know, and really we had no idea what was happening, you know. So the return to play protocols and everything's different. So I think it's our job to educate and to really talk to our parents about what we're doing to protect their kid. How are we doing it? You know, the impact testing that we thank God for our trainer, um, you know, Rachel years ago, she, she's like, you know, Frank, I think we got to get ahead of this. I think it's going to start happening. So we've been impact testing probably, but this will be my 19th year as our head coach, probably for 15 seasons. Wow. We've been impact testing. We've been doing it a long time because Great job. she was ahead of the curve. And so we're talking about this. We do that. We wear the guardian caps in practice, you know, and that reduces impact by 33%. You know, again, if Clemson's doing it, Alabama's doing it, Florida state's doing it. And we put everybody in them, freshmen through seniors, right? It was an investment that our booster club made, you know, it was something I was like, Hey, listen, we got to continue to protect. So we said it, well, we have 80 some practices, whether we're tackling guys to the ground or not, which we don't, we have that Dartmouth mentality, right? About like, we don't ever, ever tackle anybody to the ground, but you can't, uh, you can't help alignment occasionally their heads are going to collide a back even if they're just fitting something he's getting not tackled it always it's going to happen so and then the conversation we had in the beginning of that was well just put them on the lineman well now how do you say to a family member that we value linemen right. and we value that right? right so it was all or nothing and kind of negotiated i guess i shouldn't say this but with the guardian i was like listen you you, you got 100 being sold if we can get to this number if we can't get to this number, sorry, you don't have any because we can't sit there and pick and choose. So, again, what are we yeah. doing for our kids to kind of promote it? And that's why I think it's our job to make sure we're promoting it. And one of the nights, even at the youth, our youth camp that we run, right, we'll take the parents that are there and kind of talk to them about the safety of the youth program. And what are we doing with our youth coaches? And how are we teaching them? What are we providing them in terms of drills and skills and technique? Because let's be honest, some of them, we love them and we, we're grateful for them volunteering. But if they're not really truly coaches, they're just dedi dedicated fathers, right? We can't hold them responsible if they don't know how to teach someone how to trap, right? Or, or more importantly, yeah. how to take on a trap. Well, how are we helping, again, build that, connect people, connect that father who is, you know, sitting in an office who doesn't really have, I don't have time to plan or practice, but how are we helping them? And then in turn, how are we teaching them and helping them? Are we going to youth practices? Are we trying to show, hey, you know, going down, you know, the, the seven-year-old team, hey, make sure your head's here, make sure your head's here. And then all of a sudden people see that, you know, some of it, it's just a lot of it is, you know, route. sometimes perception is reality, right? Sometimes it really yeah. is. You know, they see that. They see an investment in it. Well, that's why maybe our numbers aren't hurting. But, again, it's, it's cyclical. But I just think people are reading too much and reading sometimes the wrong stuff. You know, again, you're, you're a physician, physician and you're saying – it's bigger, faster, stronger, but it's also as safe as it's ever been. But they're reading too much about concussions and oh my gosh, this one died of you know post you know post concussion you know post traumatic concussion syndrome and all that stuff. So hmm, they're connecting that, but not seeing. Well, we're not telling people that you got your bell rung and go back in. And I truly think that you know what congratulate you know I commend one of our players. We're in a championship game, 2011. Shoot, and I you know it's it's a shared responsibility between coaches and players to kind of take care of each other. I don't know what's going on in a game. I'm not being a hammerhead coach to just making our running back stay in the game. I have no idea. One of our players, you know, early in the first quarter comes and is like, man, so-and-so is not right. 
Yeah. What do you mean he's not right? He's asking us really. Oh, he was concussed. We go. We had no idea when it happened. Didn't see it. My back. So he kind of sat out, starting tailback and and corner, and playing basically in the finals. You know, and it didn't work out for us. But hey, that kid's okay. He ended up at University of Chicago, played, and is doing really well right now. And yeah. again, at the, at the end, you know, it, it wasn't about again this. You know, what, what do we go back to, right? Was it significant or success, right? Right. You no, know, that day, yeah. that that kid was very significant. You know, in that kid's yep. life. You hit on a very good point here that, that I totally agree with, with talking about youth program and youth coaches, because I ran the feeder program for our high school baseball team here. And you have to coach the coaches, because if you don't, it is your fault that they don't know what they're doing, especially if ultimately the prize is and the investment in the future is you want those kids to enjoy the sport, have a positive experience. So then when they get to you in high school, you can just keep the machine rolling and you have to invest time in your coaches, especially at that youth level. No doubt. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And this is actually one of the session that I thought that I, you know, spend almost an hour with in, you know, doing at Glacier and on the Glacier circuit talking about developing continuity between the youth program as well as the, um, you know, in the high school program. So I should be, you know, we sat years ago, and we had some resistance in the beginning, obviously, 25-year-old guy, right? And we had plenty of resistance with, we're not doing this. But we have designed playbooks with the 65 pounds should look like, what the 75 pounds should look like, mm -hmm. you know, and two plays, plus two plays, plus two plays. So when they get to the unlimiteds, they're doing hand signals and everything. Because we all know when you get to high school, there's two deficiencies, right? Physical and mental, right? Physical is going to come. Age, puberty, weight room, just getting in the weight room around, you know, that type of thing. Kids aren't lifting. Their bodies aren't mature yet. Things like that. But mentally, if we can help eliminate that deficiency of the mental game by establishing a course from when they were seven, six, seven, now all of a sudden they get into high school and I, and now all of a sudden they're hearing, oh, shoot, that's 26 power. That's 16 pounds power read. That's, oh, you want to run a slant arrow combo here. Okay, great. That's 773. Perfect. You know, again, now all of a sudden build confidence. You connect people, make kids want to come back. Because for us, the bottom line with the youth program is please, it's retention. Please come back. And, and that'd be awesome yeah. to bring a buddy. Bring a buddy. And then our youth camp, that's why we end every, you know, every camp with Mr. Softy. That's an ice cream truck here. Sorry, guys. Anyway, <laughs> it's an ice, and at the end, every kid will get a, a camp giveaway, right? And they'll get an ice cream cone. Why? Because kids like ice cream. Absolutely. And it's great if they leave with an ice cream cone. As my yeah. seven-year-old right here is like going, yeah, ice yeah. cream. <laughs> yeah. so just through. yeah that's that awesome. building block approach it it just works and yeah. you know when you get them at, at your level you guys are really good at what you do when bill and i talk to you you know about how you're running option and we got to talking about power for a long time you know it, it's obvious you guys have a very systematic approach that works but in new jersey what offenses do you see what defenses do you see most consistently that, that so you're kind truly, of running into? It truly is. It's a wide variety. Like, you know, on our schedule, again, this year alone, you'll see three traditional wing T teams, like old school 100, 900 series. Like, you know, it's true. It's the Buck series, the Valley series, you name it, you know, and you'll see that. You'll see some spread teams. There's absolutely, so you'll see three of those at least, maybe four. 
and then you'll see maybe one traditional pro I team, you know, so then you see a wide gamut of things, wide gamut of, of teams. Obviously a lot of things now are going as truly spread, whether it's spread, no huddle, you know, again, or spread looks, you're seeing a lot of that mm -hmm. from an offensive standpoint. So we see a mixed variety. Um, then on, from the other side of it, from a defensive standpoint, we now pretty much see all even fronts. There was a wow. time the only one even front, you know, a year. And that was kind of Thanksgiving when one coach was there for nine years and he ran a four, three D. But for the most part, we're all evens now, you know, and we, on our nine game schedule this year, I think we saw, we're seeing seven evens and one, three, three, and one variation of a, we're not, wait, hold on. We're not allowed to say 50 front anymore, are we? It's a three fourths. You know, 50s aren't sexy, yeah. right? You know, yeah. because the Pittsburgh Steelers call it a three four. So, you right. know, the world's not out. I'm just kidding. But yeah, so we'll see a true old school kind of 50. So most most times now it's, it's an even front. Wow. We, JR and I laugh because, you know, we weren't, we weren't too successful from the uh, scoreboard standpoint last year, but. We were playing a game, and I clearly remember it. we're playing a team who has a lights-out quarterback going Division One, hmm. a lights-out running back. We're on the we're on the other side of the field, you know, as far as offense and defense, and those dudes can play. And when we're calling O, they come out in their first series, and they are in a totally different defensive set to stop our run, our our run game. And I I remember on the headset very clearly, uh, guys. I don't know if you see this. But that right there is a compliment to what we've been doing. And we're not – our win and loss record is not that good. But they've obviously looked at something and said, hey, we might have some problems if these guys decide to start running the football all night. And I was like, you know what? Hey, thank you very much. And, you know, we're going to find a way to run it against your 6-1. I don't care. It's, 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 it's an ultimate compliment. There's no yeah. doubt. But isn't – but as a coach, you're looking at your guys going, oh, my gosh, we didn't prep you for this. Right? And that's just, you know, that's one of our things in like, shoot, holy cow. Like that's my biggest yeah. fear in life, right? It's a disappointment. Yeah. It is right. as a father, as a husband, as a, you name it, as a coach to look at our guys and go, oh my God. But they tip your hat. That team, that team came out with a different scheme. Give you a right. second. Hey, beautiful thing about huddle instant, you know, huddle replay or whatever. Yes. If you have that, you know, you're like, oh, what is this? Sky coach. I, know, know, hate, I, hate, I hate huddle sideline, side sky coach. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's right. That's a curse. That's a curse in these parts. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of agreed. I wanted to throw it, throw it. Oh my gosh, over uh, our uh, rallying multiple times. There, there went our huddle sponsorship, but it's cool. Yeah. We got Wawa, uh, Mr. Salty, some farm yeah. play. We're good to go. You're right. Good. Well, there, there goes that. I was gonna, I was gonna tag a huddle person for you, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that uh, they're good. They're good people. We've used them for a long time. I want to know: Are you back yet? Are you guys working out? Are you on the field? Are you in the weight room? Are you doing anything? And the follow-up to that is: Will there be football this fall in New Jersey? Ah, oh, man, that's a million-dollar question. When you and I, when we the three of us talked the last time, you were like, "Missouri's not doing anything," you know, like it was, but. Our return to play is scheduled for phase one, July 13th. And phase one, phase one. Again, you also have to remember from our standpoint, we were the second highest place mm -hmm. in the country in terms of cases. Yeah. I, it was New York and then us. And we got crushed. And, you know, it's more so in the north part of the state. But again, it was still New Jersey itself. So, and there, and at that point, 
it's up to the individual school district's discretion if you're allowed. And when I say phase one, like it's basically no football. If it's a football, like you have to, it's that, that's yours for the whole practice. Yeah, right. Like I, we can't hand it off. We can't throw it. It's right. regardless. Yeah. So why, why bother? Um, it's a it's a conditioning phase. Everything's got to be outside. Groups of ten. If I can't really rotate groups, if I'm the temperature ta taker that day, I really can't coach either. You know, it's mm -hmm. one of those things. So, uh, thank God I am blessed, guys. I, I and I, we've talked for about you know I don't know 50 minutes or so, and we have not. I am blessed with an outstanding coaching staff. And without them, we're not having this conversation because, you know, I'm not lucky enough to go speak at the circuit, you know, do a Manning Passing Academy. Win to work. It's again, I am fortunate to have these guys. I have guys that are coaching for nothing, for minimal volunteers that are help. We it's a 12 man operation to get this thing done correctly on the 13th. But again, there's some districts in our, in Jersey that aren't doing the phase one. They're like, we can't do this. We can't get everyone. We can't get everyone back safely. Just can't wow. do it, you know, yeah. and which you have to respect that. And now that more cases are spiking and things are going up all over the place. And, you know, now you're talking about Ivy's possibly flipping to the spring. You know, that's documented or Ivy's aren't going to do it or, you know, talking to college. Well, it doesn't look great. I can bring people back in the stands. So, uh, guys, I, I will say I I think Scott Van Pelt said it last. Uh, someone on uh, or maybe it was um, Chris Fowler who was doing something with Scott Van Pelt. I was like. Bruised confidence. And I think that's kind of like a, a really kind of a fair statement because sure. you don't know. You don't know. And that phase two now is going to then would take us probably to August 10th. And then phase three would take us to August 24th. Our camp Whoa. is supposed to start August 10th. So where does that push the season? It's probably already going to get pushed. Uh, we were supposed to actually open up this year in Florida and play a game yeah, at uh, Universal Studios against Cambridge Christian in Tampa. You know, again, wow. talking about energizing the program. Not yeah. Again, we're not trying to talk about being a national team. You're not going to see us on a Curb Street special <laughs> thing, you know, all this stuff. No, you're not going to see us in these seven-on-seven -seven tournaments. Mm -hmm. no, but it's not – but that, that was the goal. But we were going to open up there August 28th. And we canceled that kind of immediately after, you know, this the whole pandemic started just because we couldn't fundraise it. You can't ask people to – you know, who are losing jobs potentially to yeah. start, still fund the trip, and it wasn't wasn't fair. So, again, we're opening technically now September fourth, but guys, I don't know. Right, uh, Monday, Monday night we have another state coaches meeting, and we're kind of talking about our ideas of how we're opening up. And I'm going to be you know, showing our plan to the state coaches association to see if it makes sense, where maybe someone can steal something from it. But I don't know. Again, I can't say I'm real optimistic because, again, our school's going to get back in, you know, yeah. and they're not. They're going to get back in somewhat, right? Mm -hmm. Somewhat, you know, in some kind of rotating cycle, A day, B day, whatever. Then how do you bring in full teams? I don't know. I don't know either. How about you guys? What do you think? Well, I don't mean to flip the script. And, no, you're you're good. Yeah. We we are we are back, and the state got fully opened. Um, there are things that they ask us not to do. Like we, we can't put kids on a bus and go to a team camp or something like that. Right. We're definitely throwing a ball. We're definitely handing a ball off. We're definitely doing drills. 
on Monday, we start full on practice. Um, what the shit, we just got back into the locker room. They just allowed locker room usage. Uh, but to be honest with you, I have no idea. And I've said this to JR. If one food service, one custodial worker, one teacher, one kid, one bus driver, you name it, gets this and gets sick, sick, sick. It's game over. It is shut it down. We'll think about it some other time. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know of another way. And I, I hate to, I hate to be that way. I mean, it's my kid's senior year and I have another, I have a sophomore and, and all that stuff, but I'm telling you, I'm at youth baseball tournaments and those people don't care. They, they don't care. We're, we're close to having to wear a mask. It's not being required everywhere, but a town about 30 minutes North of us has just said, if kids go back to school, they have to wear a mask. And, and they're a large, they're a large school district. I mean, yeah. We tens have of thousands of kids. We're not allowed in stores. Our really? hair, we just got our hair, the haircut. <laughs> the barber shop just opened up last week. You know, it was, and you're sitting in your chair with your mask on. You know, and really? they're cutting around it. And uh, you know, my daughter's softball team was is back a little bit. Well, coaches got to, you know, we're wearing masks. When we go back on the 13th, as from a New Jersey State Football Association, you know, NJSAA rather. All coaches have to be in masks the whole time. You know, wow. kids be in masks if in line, but if they're running or sprinting, they can pull it down. You know, our our precautions have been very high, but I think also now it's kind of still reflective that we're one of the only places that aren't spiking right this second. You know, gosh, knock on wood, we're not right this point. You know. Yeah, we are. The numbers are going up. Yeah. But. We just shut down. Like indoor dining was supposed to open up tomorrow. That's close. That got closed back down. Done. So it's all you're. If you're going out to eat, you're basically eating in the parking lot on a picnic bench at these places. <laughs> you know, and I understand. I understand the schools of thought where people like, got to open back up because listen, if you're star, you know, your family, you don't know where your next check's coming from. I I, I completely get it. I get the yin and the yang of the people yelling and screaming. We got to open back up. We got. Then you're looking like, all right, are you one of the thirty thousand deaths that we had in New Jersey? Was it one of your family members? Right. You know, it's like, is it maybe we, I don't know. Fortunately, my family, we're good, but we also have done everything we were supposed to do in terms of quarantine and things of that nature. So we'll see. Gosh, we hope. Crazy. Yeah. Mm, man. Crazy times. Yeah. It's I, I do know one thing, though, there, Coach Duke. I want to get up to New Jersey and watch a game. Yeah. I, I want to come, I want to get in, I want to meet this announcer. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe he'll let me on the microphone for a minute. They'll be like, who is this dude and where does accent come from? But, you know, I've got to get there. I want to watch a game. We would sure. love to have you. It would be a good time. It would be a good time. All right, quiz him, JR. Quiz him. Let's see what he would – let's right. see how he would answer. So, we've had this poll going on for a while. We've asked every guest because Bill and I contend there's only three ways to run a football. You can either do it inside the tackles, outside the tackles, or you can run option, which is both inside and outside. I don't know where else you're going to run on the field. You, you can't run like backwards. Well, you could, but it may not turn out well for you. So our question to you, do you agree with us that there is only three ways to run the football? 
well, listen, if there's four types of Tesla modes, right? We got full <laughs> mode, mode, ludicrous mode, or ludicrous plus, or whatever those four were. Right. Uh, guys, I, I can't argue. Like, like, what do you say? Like, uh, reverse caps is what? A perimeter run. Yeah. Shuffle pass. Oh, well, that's a pass, right? You're talking inside, but at the end of the day, it's right. I know hey, at the end of the day, it's run or pass, right? And I love those coaches on the sidelines. Hey, watch the run. Hey, watch the pass. Oh, that's good. That's deep. Yeah. How long did you think of that one? But, uh, right. No, I, listen, I can't argue, but no, you're there. You're there. JR, JR, we're totally winning this thing. No, yeah, we got it. I know what, what did someone else say? Well, we had we had one guy say misdirection, and Jr. said, "Listen, man, it's either inside or outside the tackles, whether it's misdirection or not." We had one coach who's who coached with Woody Hayes, yeah. So, and he's a very intelligent dude, very smart dude. I look up to him. I've called him for advice. He's like, "Well, I'll add one to it, and not because it's a different type of run, but because it's a mentality, and that's quarterback sneak." So it's still inside. If, yeah, it's still inside. He and he he fully admitted that he's like, hey, it's still inside, but I think it's a mentality. We didn't but, we didn't talk about the variations and how we're getting there. Yeah, you didn't say yeah. you didn't say anything about how we're getting inside, how we're getting outside. Because then at the end of the day, you're like, well, then it's veer, right? Because veer right. can be inside, veer can be outside. Mm -hmm. Hey, what if the quarterback puts his foot in the ground and gets north quickly? Like, hey, what's the difference, right? So you're not talking about presentation. You're mm -hmm. saying this is where it has to go. In, this is where it has to go. Now. And even option, it's, it's either in or out. Right. So, uh, so maybe I'd argue the other way. It's either in or out. Option, just a presentation. Well, we say option because it usually has an inside and an outside one. So it has a combo. It has both. So that's why we say option. And the reason yeah. we did it is because when JR and I were on the defensive side of the ball, and listen, you're no stranger. You In 2018, I think your team gave up 7.9 points per game. <laughs> Okay, so you obviously understand defense, right? <laughs> so when JR and I were looking through this, we're trying to find ways to just simplify yes. it down so that we don't like it drives me crazy when I see a scouting report that's this big for a high school defense. And they're like, well, they ran trap 85 times to the strong side, but they ran it 32 times to the weak side out of these eight formations on the strong side out of these. I'm like, that high school kid has got to do his math. Okay. He's the dude needs to get his algebra grade up so he can play. He don't have time to memorize all that. So we broke it down to listen, you can fully expect this is a team that runs to one inside the tackles. They do it about 95% of the time. And that's why we're doing this. Or yeah. they think they could beat you out there because they think they're faster than you. So we got you right all the way down to, and JR, JR, is a master at Excel and we're playing a team that is double wing and they want to run triple option. But mm -hmm. JR will tell you right now, they are not an option team. They hand don't pitch me. the ball. They hand it off. So don't, don't, don't spend two guys on pitch. They're not giving it to that kid. Yeah. Let's not chase ghost, right? Yeah. Let's not, don't worry about it. Smack the dive in the face and we'll win the football game. And that's that's exactly what happened. So that's where it, that's where it came from. Those double tight, double wing teams—they want to run, and then they want to try to really run midline. And midline's a bear. That's tough. You start yeah. putting midline in there, and then everyone's condensed. And oh, that no, yeah. that sets football, football back. I'm just kidding. For anybody who's, <laughs> you know, I live in New York, not New Jersey. <laughs>
I'm a Yankees fan. No. Yeah. Uh, that's right. So, Coach, we've been at this for about an hour. The oldest game played is tag. And the way this works is you've been it. And we would like you to tag someone to be it. A little bit of fun we'll add to it. JR and I have a secret bucket list of tag guests that we will add to it. We're actually going to talk to somebody from the 85 Bears here pretty soon, believe it or not. Um, it's awesome. And if you get us hooked up with a guest who is on this bucket list, we're going to donate money to your charity and theirs. It ain't a lot of money because uh, you know we don't have any sponsors for this. And I just bought a Tesla, so I got to make a car payment. Um, JR's getting the house get, appraisal. Maybe we can get Wawa. Maybe we can get Yo, let's do it. Listen, man, I'm all in. Who, I don't know who Mr. Salty is, but bring him on. Uh, you know, soft, softy, oh, softy, JR, softy. Now nah, I've offended yeah. the whole ice cream industry up here. Now. This is <laughs> this is just awesome. So, Coach, everybody wants to know. <sighs> everybody wants to know who are you going to tag. Oh man, it, uh, shoot. You, you, you kind of my guy's my guy's probably not on your bucket list. Uh, man, you're, you're challenging me here. I, I know. I just I'm gonna go. It's it's, it's not. And I'm. This is disappointing. I know. I'm sorry about that. But <laughs> we're gonna tag Adam Matheson, who's a tremendous, tremendous human being out in uh, coaches at Mountain View High School out in Seattle, Washington. Oh, and nice. I'm, I'm going to go 3,000 miles away just to give you something different. All right. Okay. Tremendous human being, another Glazier guy, and aces, lights out, one of the best human beings on the planet. What, what does he coach? Uh, he's the head, head football coach there, and at, he's also yeah, the AD at Mountain View High School. Yeah. I'll send, you, I'll send you his contact. That's a I'm tough also, job. That's a tough job. Okay. Yeah, he, he's a good man. Real good man. Uh, so before guy. we go – you got to give me odds here. Can Philly make it to the Stanley Cup playoff to play? Oh, hockey? nobody cares about hockey, Jr. Nobody cares about hockey. Don't don't answer that, Listen, Coach. Don't you answer can that. You could probably get him off this podcast now. And let's talk <laughs> hockey talk, right? Listen, now you're. Oh Jesus! Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute myself here. I'm, you guys have your fun. I'm gonna go get some. Hey, if you've never heard of the Broad Street Bullies, Coach Duke, you you no, can't be no. in the conversation anymore. No. No, I, I listen. I we're not talking about bullies, okay? We're not talking about bullies. That's <laughs> a bad, it's a bad conversation. Hockey is it still a sport? Are they around? I mean, really, what what's going on? How many how many teams are in the MHL or NHL or whatever M. the heck it's called? M M. What what is it? I don't know. Is he's a blast? How many teams are in the NHL now? I have Overall? no idea. Yeah, how many teams are in the NHL? I'm pretty sure it's about 32. 30, right? 30, 32, See, listen, somewhere around listen. in there. Okay. It, Vegas listen. came in and screwed everything up. So Well, that's where everybody's going, right? Isn't that right. where yeah. the reasons are? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Vegas or – Well, I know the Blues are going to Edmonton, I think. Toronto, right? So are oh, they're finally, they're, they're finally leaving St. Louis? <laughs> Look, said Solomon. Nobody would understand that unless they, they knew Blues history. We Let's got time just remember, for though, the blue, a blue, the St. Louis Blues are coached by a Philadelphia. Yes. yes. Greg Ruby Chief. was a flyer twice. Yeah. Twice. 
Because yeah, uh, I hope the fly guys are in the conference. Yes, this was the worst time for this to happen for them. They were rolling. They won like 10 straight, you know, or yep. 10 of the last 12. You know, oh, shoot. This this, this would have been a really good run. Like, I, listen, oh, I, boy. And it's almost like why. It's like the second season, second tournament. But, yeah. hey, that's awesome. Gloria versus, versus the Okay, listen, guys. listen. Here's there what we're going to do. JR. Coach Solano, if you guys get a hockey guy on, you guys run the podcast for that night. You guys hey. do it. Because uh, I really will have nothing to I can, ask. I, I'm stupid that way. Shot, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I will call you. I'll call your bluff on this one, my friend. No, it's fine. You could, you could absolutely be a co-host if we get some hockey dude on. Because JR will be in full gear. He'll be oh, yeah, in- we'll suit up. I mean, we can do it. He'll be in everything. He'll be I ready to go. I would have to, to see if we can do it quick before he leaves. But yeah. there's a good chance at this. There's a good okay. chance. Okay. All right. We're All right. in. Then. If, Let's do if it. You, if you get that, I don't even know who it is. If you get that money to your charity, we'll, we'll put him yep. on the bucket list. If he's not there, you'll be, you'll be a winner. All right. Let, let me see what we can do on that one. I will shoot him a text as soon as we are off. Okay. <laughs> to see if we can get that done. Oh That'd be awesome. God. This would be a lot yeah, of fun. Just, once we start recording this, then I'll share who, uh, who I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Awesome, awesome. So, Coach Matheson, you've been tagged all the way out in Seattle. Another hot spot for COVID. I can't wait to do this conversation, JR. It's going to be yeah. absolutely amazing. Coach, we didn't dive into any X's and O's. That'll have to be part two. We'll get to that eventually. Anytime. Anytime. For all things power always to run it, always to get your athletes to football. We've talked about it. I loved it. We have to dive into it, but it's been an absolute blast. It's late there on the East Coast. It's still early here, 920. I have to go park my Tesla. Okay, I have to oh, put it back in the garage. Just hit the app button. Oh. It parks oh. itself for Sorry. crying out loud. And JR and I got to talk. This conversation is over on your end, buddy. <laughs> this, this is over. We're done with breakdown sports for tonight. Oh, we're done. For, for Coach Simmons and Coach Delano, who's the new co-host of Process <laughs> Preparation Performance, I'm Coach Duke. We've had a good time. See you later. Oh,